0: You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast presented by Arizona Lottery. Don't forget to get out and buy your holiday scratchers. All right. With John Schuster, William Brad Alice, I am merely Mike Luke. We got the comments coming in hot and heavy. Arizona gets annihilated by Stanford. Um, My biggest, uh, my biggest, uh, I guess my biggest concern with a game like this is Arizona's defense. Granted, Stanford made uh, 19 of 13 three-pointers. Um, which is obviously a which is obviously a good thing, but shoe <laughs> the defense wasn't very good, and there are some troubling uh, patterns that are starting to develop with some of the players. But you go first.
1: Well, uh, troubling patterns include uh, maybe never playing another Saturday game. Hopefully, uh, getting Saturdays out of the twenty twenty three system uh, would be a good thing. Arizona came out today looking a little bit like I probably did today after staying up until three in the morning and vibing a bit too much and watching weird music videos on YouTube. Uh, That was a and and it just carried over. College basketball is a rhythm game. Arizona looked lethargic, uh, probably had way too much fun at the Warriors game last night and uh, didn't look disinterested. Kind of came into this matchup seemingly thinking that, uh, you know, it was going to be a fairly pedestrian day. And once Stanford got onto a rhythm and started running stuff, Arizona was confused, tried to uh, get into positions where they were overextending because they were, you know, attempting to pick up the pace. And Stanford absolutely tore them up today. You get hot from the three, it opens everything up. And uh, that was clearly the case for the Cardinal today.
0: Yeah, Brad, I guess a little bit of my problem
2: was a lot of these threes were wide open.
1: Yeah, I mean it was just a horrendous defensive effort for
2: Arizona because they also got a lot of easy looks at the basket. Um and what's really inexcusable is it looked like a lack of effort to me. Yeah. Uh and now I think we can be concerned about this basketball team because they're now three or uh, what, two and three in their last five games. And FA in its guard play. The guards are torching uh Arizona in the losses. Uh, now against FAU, that's a little understandable because they go four guards, they have elite guards. Against Purdue, it's two nobodies. I, mean, I don't want to say nobodies; that's not fair to those kids. But role players. Yeah, one of them was like their fifth leading score. Right. Uh, today it was a it was the perimeter. And then well, their, their best three point shooter was actually one of their forwards. But again, you you just can't allow some of those looks. You can't show that disinterest and conversing on the offensive of Indy Arizona was bad as well. Um, You know, Caleb love was really good when attacking the basket. He wasn't so good behind the arc, but I don't have really a problem with those shots because you need to take some of those to free up your drive. And he was at least aggressive. What I always like about Caleb
0: love is so uh, there's a lot of these guys on this team that are very passive. He is not passive under any circumstances. I'll live with that.
2: Yeah, no. Again, love is the one guy. In it, you know, you can look if we look at stats. You know, it looks like Balo had a good game, but I think we can all say Balo had some issues today. The fact of the matter is, they continue to struggle at the point guard position. Boswell had another bad game. Um, so yeah, Arizona's got to do some soul searching. They got to figure something out. Whether that's employing that zone they used effectively at times versus Purdue, um, whether that's uh, mixing up the lineup. You know, they tried to go with poly M's some more to give them some more length on the perimeter. I, it didn't really work. Uh, so, yeah, there's some there's some problems here. Now, I've seen people that they're not elite. They're not, No, they're still an elite basketball team, but they're elite basketball team who has more weaknesses than I think we thought. And I think part of that is some of that length. You know, when you don't when you're going 6'4", 6'4", 6'4", or 5'10", 6'4", 6'4", you lack a little bit of. Uh, that length on the perimeter. And today, because they do go with that three-forward lineup, Stanford exploited it.
0: Shoe, Brad brought up the point guard spot. Um, we got to talk about that a little bit. I think going into the year, I didn't expect Kylan Boswell to be an All-American, but I thought he'd be an all-conference caliber player. He's been dreadful the last six or seven games. Um, Now, I haven't got him liking my tweets yet uh, saying that, but I would expect that to come (laughs) somewhat soon. Um, This is an issue. Again, we'll get to the other players, but he is totally missing an action on offense and defense. And it looks like his confidence is just shot.
1: Yeah. The, the defensive stuff, the way that it carries over on that end of the floor, I think is additionally problematic, but yeah, he's well, for whatever reason it is, there has been a notable regression in his play that has to get fixed. Now we discussed this on the other, uh, uh, on the show the other night uh, that there, the talent is there and there's still time in this season to get it fixed. Uh, but, you know, there has to be clearly improvement from that regard. I don't now he's he's obviously a problem, if not one of the major problems that Arizona's experiencing right now. But the cats offensively, I'm a little. Yeah, you've been saying this. You've been making this point. Go ahead. It's a good, sorry. Yeah. Their lack of movement without the ball. Right. So well, Boswell isn't necessarily getting help either. I think you can do both. And I and I think maybe there's a little bit of a transition with what Arizona's doing right now, where they seem to fall in love with watching guys who can beat you off the dribble, uh, and and so everybody else instead of moving without the ball because that guy can beat you without the dribble or finding a spot on the floor away from the defense, they seem to be a little bit stagnant and And when you're having a point guard who is going through some struggles, right. or anybody on the floor who's going through some struggles, simple stuff like that, I think you have to be able to step up your game to help the other guy out a little bit. and i'm and I'm not entirely sure on that end of the floor that Arizona's doing that as consistently as we've seen in the past. All right. There are many times where I will apologize to a player. There'll be many times in the future.
0: I don't want Kerr Creasa back. A couple of people of them, they're saying they want Kerr back. I don't want <laughs> Kerr back. Um, He was, well, he was a total headache. He didn't shoot well. And every time the NCAA tournament came around, he went two of 38 from the field. I don't want Kerr Creasa back. I'd much rather have Jaden Bradley. Um, now, uh, uh, shoe or shoe, Brad, I think that uh, shoe actually makes a, a salient point. Um, and that, uh, he said that, um, The ball movement that we've become accustomed to with uh, Kirk or Kirk Rea with uh, Tommy (laughs) Lloyd,
2: it's not. You do want him back. Has not uh, has not been has not been here. No, you know they do. They look they look stagnant on offense. I think the guy the guy who's who's struggling and we're not talking about as much because he's a, a different position. Uh, Kishat Johnson has had a, a good statistical game in three or four games, right? Um, as bad as Boswell played against Alabama, he still had five, five steals. He's, you know, he had five steals against Purdue as well. Um, but you know, Johnson's kind of been missing in action. And when he's your energy guy, he's the guy who, you know, again, works really well off the ball, whether it's getting to the corner for the three, whether it's getting to the, you know, the, the, the high post there, or even getting down low. And, and that hasn't been there as well. And I don't know if that's a product of um, other teams taking it away from him, of uh, not being able to get freed up, because uh, a lot of that is based on, you know, screens from Balo, uh, bad point guard play. I don't know, but he's been in single digits, like what, three or four games in a row. So it is problematic. All right, let's talk a little bit about Umar Balo, leader of men, Umar
0: Balo. It's weird with him to me. There's, there's games where he doesn't, how do I put this? He doesn't feel as good this year. I'm, again it's uh I don't know whether that maybe he's a little bit out of shape I don't know because again he's always been a player that is somewhat is going to be a you know again he's a little bit limited but he doesn't feel as good he doesn't feel as impactful he looks a
1: little bit slower to me shoe am I just being an idiot I don't know I see I think you and I see this a little bit differently uh, uh I, I feel like ballo's benefit is complementary and a wear down thing throughout the course of the game most of the time. So, you know, the fact that he's out there as much as he is, you don't really notice the banging that goes on, but in the last eight to 10 minutes of a game, then Ballo is in a position where he can take over or Arizona can do some other things that is successful. Uh, in in that regard, the problem today among a multitude of problems was that Ballo had a lot of mismatches because Stanford had a guy who could hit three pointers. Right. And once Stanford was hitting, as you noted at the top of the show, 19 of 13 from three point range, good. then then that spreads out the floor and and you're playing catch up. Whereas Arizona has been successful in a couple games because I think of good on-ball perimeter defense against Alabama, which shot 43 pointers and was brutal. The other night with California, who I think shot 33 pointers and was also terrible. Uh, so, so there have been games where Arizona's defense on the perimeter has done a very good job, I think, against three-point shooting. Uh, today, that clearly wasn't the case. And that is, I think, the, the, the noteworthy thing of playing without effort is far more noticeable on the defensive end than the offensive end. And it felt like Arizona across the board was a step or a step and a half slow. When that happens, then you have a guy like Ballow who does, who clearly isn't the most fleet of foot. If he has to defend somebody at the perimeter, and you're spreading out the floor without somebody on the inside who can help him out, then he's in a position where he can struggle. And Angel, a lot of times today did a very good job of taking advantage of that.
0: All right, let's talk about the pick and roll defense in a second, but first the Gila river resorts and casinos, John Schuster and I have driven past it. And I'll tell you what, um, if you can't necessarily... Sometimes you can't judge a book by its cover. You can judge the Gila River Resorts and Casinos by the cover. Those two little blue waves are absolutely immaculate. We noticed them from the freeway. Check it out. Again, Gila River Resorts and Casinos. You do you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Visit play at Gila.com for more details. The dining ranges from upscale to approachable. So if you want to hang out at Prime A Shula's Steakhouse or grab a, cock- and grab a cocktail or... Ha- eat uh, fast food like Schuster and I do. Either way, Hilo River Resorts and Casinos has not covered. And if you want to make a little bit of money on the way there, check out the Arizona Lottery, my friends, the Arizona Lottery. Here's the deal. You can put down just $1 and possibly win up to $500,000 back. Get that William Brad Alice money. Go out and buy your Holiday Scratchers today. Find a retailer like our good buddies at Circle K near you at Arizona Lottery. Must be 21 years or up to enjoy. All right. Um, The pick and roll defense has also been atrocious. I don't know exactly what's uh What's going on with that? Every time a team goes into a pick and roll, the big man doesn't look exactly like he knows how to roll. And it generally opens up to a wide open three point shot. I do not like any of it, Brad Allison. This has been a problem going back to Purdue.
2: No, it's something they got to fix. And again, the schedule set prior to Purdue was very open with lots of potential practice time. Since then, it's been very condensed. I don't know how many practices, but that's gotta be an emphasis because right now that is one of the ways you beat Arizona. Uh, you get your perimeter looks. You, you go pick and roll, or you go with uh, you know multiple uh, switches on the perimeter, uh, as uh, FAU did, and that is something Arizona has now struggled with. What three of the last four games, and even Alabama exploited it for a while, but they just shot miserably from behind the arc um, there. And theirs is mostly off the drive and dish. So yeah, Arizona's got to fix it. They have the athletes to do it, um, but they have to, and they have to figure it out quick because this is going to be. Uh, now the blueprint uh, for anyone who has those capabilities, and most teams do, you expect to see teams try to continue to do this. See,
0: I think shoe. I think that's what's frustrating for a lot of people because last year, listen, you know, Arizona should not lose to uh, Princeton, but last year's team was kind of limited. You didn't have a lot of good athletes. You had this year's team's got a lot better players, and I think that's why you know to whom much is given,
1: much is uh, to. The expectations are higher, yeah! you know, in, in the last two seasons, what you had was this honeymoon period. I think Mike and Brad, where, you know, you you, you were impressed that Arizona was somehow able to cobble together 30 wins. Uh, and then you know, they, they deservedly got uh, favorable seeds in the tournament. And then their performances were understandably and rightfully frustrating. Uh, but this is a team that, you know, the talents there, you can see the talent. They've done some very good things clearly uh, in the non-conference portion of the season about a month ago, but, you know, very often, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if this is one of maybe a couple possible things here. Uh, one being that, um, you know, uh, the, the factor where you scout teams a little bit more, you've got a little bit more video on them and then coaches understand how they try to, uh, Attack a certain team, and when that happens, then then it's up to the better team to adjust a little bit. And Arizona's in the adjustment phase, right. which is sometimes the reason we've seen this the last three years. Arizona makes the it is advanced earlier than a lot of other teams, and then the other you know, and then they level off into December. The, the, this is not necessarily uncommon territory. Usually, it happens as it did this year. The last game before Christmas, Arizona loses, so it, it's not un. You know, it's not unfamiliar territory necessarily. And the Cats fix some things, get it figured out and move their way toward a favorable seed. Again, this is and and this is a crappy, embarrassing throw whatever word you want to out there loss, which would be accurate from an adjective standpoint. Uh, So it's not excusing anything. But in the long term aspect of it, it's still probably Arizona that's going to win this conference. And it's Arizona that's probably going to be a one or two seed heading into the NCAA tournament. That's part one. Part two is I'm wondering if, and a game like this hopefully can be helpful if this is a thread. I would call this the Yukon factor from last year. From I, an overall,
0: I like from a, it. I like it. Sit, lose some from from, yeah. The regular for, season. You're right.
1: From an overall talent standpoint, Yukon was the best team in the country. Uh, and 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 they showed that once they kind of got it figured out and got interested again. It seemed like today, because by, by virtue of the way Arizona played at Cal the other night and just dominated things from the get go, went through the motions in the second half. And We're here, eh, it's 55 points in the second half. So the bleep was it was never closer than 20. It's one of those games where Arizona was in complete control. And it seemed like almost the attitude that we took carried over into this game. Like Arizona could just walk into Stanford, it's no big deal. It's almost like they're bored. But when you lose games like this, hopefully that's a long-term coaching opportunity for Arizona and they can they, they can get this thing righted uh you know it'll be interesting to see how they perform obviously in the next two games at home I suspect you know they're gonna re- perform very well but if this is a long-term investment where Lloyd can get in their face a little bit and say you know this is inexcusable you actually have to go out and play every game you know within reason of course and obviously come NCAA tournament time then you, you know you hope that this is something that could be a uh, learning lesson for a team that perhaps uh, uh, is a little mentally lethargic. And when that happens, performances like this can take place. See, I don't really worry too much. People keep talking about losing, you know, three or five.
0: I get it. Um, But again, one was to Purdue at Purdue. The other one was uh, over double overtime against Florida Atlantic. Those are two really good teams. This one, though, stings because Stanford sucks. And I think that, uh, that is, I think what people are upset about, or at least I think most people are upset about that Stanford stinks. And again, yes, you're going to come across games where teams look like they have 13 Salim Stoudemire's out of the court. Totally get all that, but it's when you don't defend him. It's when there's no real reaction to it. When there's real, no, really no energy. I think that's what, you know, quite frankly, pisses some people off. And you just kind of wonder about the accountability factor. Because, and and Schuster mentioned or made this point a while back, and I think it's a good point, you know, with with Lloyd, Lloyd's going to be very loyal to his starters. I mean, that's, that's where he, uh, that's what he's going to do. But it also doesn't feel like there's really any fear of repercussion if you don't play any defense. And I think that's, uh, that's at least a little bit troublesome there, William.
2: Yeah, now we will, I want to see what he does. I want to see does he start giving some of Boswell's minutes to Bradley, which he really didn't today. And again, Brad, Bradley and KJ Lewis weren't the spark either. I mean, nothing was. Um, I and again, I this is why I don't miss message boards. the, the meltdown here to my I guess my right and uh, left. If you're viewing, I'll embrace it. They like they like they. We all bleed red right and blue. Well, I know, but yes. It's, it's it's ridiculous. Look, this is really that with the exception of a little bit of the half because they haven't played down their competition all season. They, they're they're kicking the crap out of teams, except for the, and this is a horrible loss. Don't get me wrong. And the red flags are up after this loss, but it's not like they let Colgate stick around. I mean, they were beating teams by 30, 40 points. That said, Tommy Lloyd has to do some coaching now. Um, He can't just, and not that he's a roll out the ball kind of guy, but but they've got to make some corrections they've got to make some fixes they got to figure out you know as much as we like to to kick ballo offensively he was 6 for 9 from the field he still had seven or eight rebounds um right. So how was right
0: you... on uh, brad, uh, Will, uh yeah. william
2: brad allo william brad allo
0: <laughs> william brad allo
2: Who ballo i you know um you you've got to figure out uh you know how to exploit that and yeah. in games where he is chasing guys around the perimeter Yeah, it might mean less minutes and it might mean uh, quicker switching out, Uh, you know, hockey, hockey switches here every couple 45 seconds. And I don't mean that literally. Um, But we're going to learn a lot about Tommy Lloyd's ability to adjust and make corrections here because the schedule is consistent from here on out. You have two games a week either Thursday, Saturday, or Friday, Sunday. And I haven't looked to see how many Friday Sundays they have. She said, she misspoke earlier. We talked about Saturday games. Oh, that's I think a good he point. Yeah, you're game. right. This is funny, you're right. by the way. William, this is funny. You've been outed right here. This is very funny. AC oh, I'm absolutely watching the Chiefs hey. game. He told me he was watching it before the game. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm absolutely, I told you I'd be watching. The fist pump earlier was for the fourth down stand. Uh, fourth and one. MVS yeah. just
1: dropped his second ball the, uh the Once, game. What's it's, great in a in a roundabout way is that I'm watching a feed of the same game that's about a minute later so okay. I can tell what's going to happen as a result of what Brad yeah. is doing.
2: Um, you know. Thank you Brad
1: for uh, giving me a clairvoyant heads
2: up. Yeah, we had a ba- we
1: had a we, we didn't have a bad pass. It turns out it was good, but it looked like an
2: offensive they called defense. So yeah, I'm absolutely watching the Chiefs. You don't know how frustrating it was they, they were down 17-7. The 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 Cats were down 17. And my sons like, "Oh, you're not going to be fun tonight." And um <laughs> You know, because we're batching it. And, yeah, so now the Chiefs are again in the red zone, and they're facing another third down. So I fully expect a drop, and I'm going to try not to swear on the air. All right, now let me ask you about this. Do you think, William Brad Alice, you're generally
0: the one that is very reliable in these circumstances. When was the last time you went to Circle K? A couple days ago. Okay, by the way, uh, uh, guy, yes, you're right. During the uh, Alamo Bowl, I made a quick run to Del Taco, and it worked. Tried to make it this time. What Del Taco giveth, Del Taco taketh away as well. It didn't uh, didn't work this time. All right, but either way, Circle K, back to the Inner Circle. Uh, join uh, Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. Pizza, drinks, whatever you name, whatever you want, they have it. And, and, let's see, which one do I want to do here? Shady Rays. Shady Rays. John Schuster, what kind of sunglasses do you wear?
1: Well, I wear a bunch of uh, whatever uh, glasses happen to be uh, left that, that some, some, somebody left in the back of an Uber yes. are usually the ones that I happen to wear. All right. Yes. Well, either way. And if you wear for John, John Schuster needs extra small
0: sunglasses because he has a very small head Mm -hmm. exclusively for our listeners. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of season size for all people. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Okay. Um, now, going forward, I want I don't want to keep coming back to Boswell a little bit, but I'm going to come back to Boswell one more time. Maybe he's watching by now. Um, here's here's where I always get a little it always worries me a little bit when players start openly talking about, well, I plan on being in the NBA in a year or two. Um, but um hold on, let's see here. Real quick, Doug Allen. Uh, you guys probably won't read this, but Arizona screen roll coverage is terrible. Guess what? We spent about five minutes earlier talking about that, my friend Doug Allen. We're dumb, but sometimes we're not that dumb. Um, you're correct, by the way, Doug Allen. Tip of the cap, salute emoji. Um, but growing up, and again, I don't. I I, I know I'm sounding like I'm nine thousand years old here, but whatever. You knew what an NBA player, you knew what an early entry guy looked like. You didn't need they didn't need to tell you. They didn't need to proclaim, I will be here two years and then I will be off to the NBA. And again, I don't want to keep bringing up these examples. You could tell by watching Mike Bibby for 5 minutes against North Carolina. Yeah, that guy's going to be leaving early to the NBA. You could tell by watching, I mean, heck even guys that didn't put a huge contribution forth uh statistically like a Richard Jefferson or something, they probably not going to be here all 4 years. I never really have seen that with Boswell. So all the you know the proclaimed talk about, well, I plan on being in the NBA in two years, that to me is kind of defeating the purpose because if you know you're if if you're it's obvious you're gonna be in the NBA in two years, shoe, you don't have to tell anybody.
1: It's like the comedian that has to tell you he's funny. <laughs> Let me uh but uh the two of you are a lot more savvy on social media than I am, and recognizing that it's a different atmosphere as oh, a regu- You're on Instagram the, a lot more than
0: you like to give yourself credit
1: for Oh uh, well you know hey it's a great platform uh but you know nowadays you have you know everybody's got a so- social media account so you guys understand that the examples you use Jefferson Bibby and so forth were pre social media wildcats True. uh wildcat phenomena so across the landscape of college basketball uh how many guys do you come across that you think are mouthing off more than they should be about looking ahead to a destination as opposed to doing business here versus the guys who you know are going to be pros at some point anyway, who aren't necessarily talking about it. In essence, is Boswell a, an outlier or is he just another kid trying to look ahead who spouts confidence as a result of the platforms that are available? Um,
0: I, I didn't see, you know, people of, of recent memory, I didn't see Ben Matherin doing it. I didn't see, um, you know, players like that. William, that's a great question though, William.
2: I honestly, I think to me, the biggest difference is you see a lot of parents, uncles, yeah, that's, that's handlers, and they're the ones saying it more than anything. Right. Um, and good and bad. As you can see from the U of A football team, we're seeing some great parents who are positive influences on social media. Uh, you know, um, uh, leif's dad um, oh
0: big quinn magnuson shout out uh, quinn
2: you know uh fifita's uh mama and dad um and then we can see some that are that are negative influence but i think a lot of this nba talk i don't see it a lot from the players again i don't follow a ton of players on social media or i don't you know i don't but i don't see it and again because you kind of knew uh guys would talk to you when i used to interview guys at these camps and stuff a lot of them would tell you you know kind of like yeah I, I, i'm hoping they all told you they were tracy mcgrady and they all told you that they were you know one or two years so i don't and that just, they I had the
0: drive I, of a kobe bryant
2: nah you didn't get that much every big guy thought he was a. every guard was a combo guard every uh power forward was a combo forward and every center was tracy mcgrady who could or kevin garnett everyone right. Right. Um, no one except for a couple self-aware guys like John Brockman who, who knew what he was. Um, so I don't think it's any more, or any less. It's just maybe a little more public. And, and frankly, I never saw those Boswell comments. I heard people talking about, but I never saw them.
0: Right. By the way. All right. TLN. Uh, this is ones for you, John Schuster, because mm-hmm. John Schuster is kind of our resident Tommy Lloyd aficionado because John Schuster <laughs> has enjoyed Gonzaga basketball from afar for many years. Again, John Schuster was right. I was wrong, but People just don't seem to get it. This isn't one loss. It's a pattern every year. Arizona having bad losses, not making adjustments, and then a disappointing tournament because changes aren't made. What say you, John
1: Schuster? They've won 30 games the last two years. If they were a team that uh, in December was constantly having bad losses, they'd constantly have bad losses and be 15 and 15. They're not 15 and 15. They keep winning conference titles. They keep making whatever adjustments they are. They did it with smoke and mirrors, you could argue, the last two years. They have some players that they're able to exploit and they get successful. They deserve the rankings that they get. This year, they have better talent that is going through a pocket. You know, maybe the guy's right. You know, maybe maybe this is just going to be the the way that it is this year, and we're talking at the end of the year about how that was a prophetic comment at the end of 2023 when Arizona's a one or two seed and gets bounced by a 15 or a 16 and again. But I just don't think that's going to happen come tournament time. Hey, could it? Sure. Let me ask uh, you this. But, sure. but, but if it does, it ha- it, it it. It's. It's going to be a lot more stunning because we know how talented this team. We know the physical ability that this team has. Let,
0: let me let me follow up with TLN. What sure. right here? Um, uh, TLN says. Without changes, there's no Final force. What changes, if any, does John Schuster and the venerable William Brad Alice and the precocious John Schuster? Well,
1: I'm Mike. I mean, you've certainly made the point about the pick and roll. but uh, let, Let's talk on this. about that again you, because you, I mean, is- you've been harping uh, again, and I'll let you get to yeah, it. You've been harping, harping on this for you know three or four shows now, and and clearly you're right. And, and today's performance is obviously something that Stanford saw probably in the Purdue game that they were able to take advantage of, and then after that, Arizona was just in chase mode, and it was a disaster.
0: Well, that, and the thing that worries me when you're playing against overmatched teams, though, is when you let guys, when you let the Mike Lukes of the world get going,
1: <laughs>
0: when you let us get going, though, us, um, and... You start, you start playing a lot better. It's not like a Caleb Love where you can just kind of get wherever you want. But when you're somebody that's somewhat limited, William, and you let them start going, they start playing outside themselves. And this is uh, sagging off on these pick and rolls and essentially hoping that white guys miss
2: threes. I- I'm not huge on that. No, they're going to have to make some defensive adjustments. I, I do want to say this. If you're ready to fire Tommy Lloyd because of a well, lot, and I know no one really is, to Stanford on uh, the last day of 2023 and the fact that you now have already assigned yourself that he could never win, could you imagine this fan base if there was the internet presence we have now from 1989 to 1993? Yeah. And then from 1994 to 1996 uh, or 1995, 96. Um, it's you know, way too early. Right. Obviously, Tommy Lloyd's not a crappy coach because he's winning 30 games a year. Now, does that mean he's a finished product? Absolutely not. So, yes, changes have to be made. They have to be made now. Much like Lute Olsen, this team is dipping at the end of December. That's when Lute teams struggled. And guess what? They would usually have a couple scuffles and they'd pick back up and the good ones would roll into March and the bad ones would up- get upset early in March. Uh, Loot teams always came out of the gate strong. Why? Because he and his staff were the best back. That's back before the preseason workouts from the day of M- midnight madness to that first game in November. They were the best at getting their teams ready. That's why they won all those preseason tournaments. I think Lloyd is very similar. They have He has his team coming out of the gate strong. Now we got to learn. He's got to learn. He's got to take uh, some things. And so they've got to make these adjustments. And I think a lot of them are on the defensive end. Because even though as bad as Arizona, mediocre as Arizona was on offense today, what they still score, 82 points. Yeah, that should Uh, be at
1: the college level enough to win. Yeah,
2: they were in the 90s when they lost FAU, granted double overtime. Um, So to me, it's not an offensive thing. It's a defensive thing. And as we have seen, they've been a very good defensive team. I would argue that their their losses uh, in, in the tournament have been more offensive failings, which I guess is the good news. Um, they struggled to get buckets down the stretch against Princeton. They, they, also, got get, out they also against get. Houston. And I don't count the Houston game against Tommy Lloyd. I know they were five. They were misseeded. We said that before the tournament. Um, the Princeton lost inexcusable because that's a bad team. And I think there were some coaching mistakes, including, ironically enough, not playing Boswell enough. So yes, Tommy Lloyd needs to make some changes. They need to make some adjustments. I think it's more how they attack on offense or on defense than uh, it is sitting Boswell down or... Uh, this or that but yes some changes need to be made some adjustments some tweaks and if your staff is as good as they should be uh with a former head coach with with a a longtime veteran assistant with a guy who's supposed to be uh, a development guy then i think these changes will get fixed and we will learn that over the next few weeks i think again that doesn't excuse tonight's loss but you know i think the fixes are easier than trying to find new players I think the concern, yeah, for sure.
0: I think the concern, though, especially with people talking about March, and I think what people are worried about happening again this year, and at least I don't want to speak for all of you, you're all smarter than me, obviously, but I'm going to try to, is getting kind of punked in the tournament. Yes, I agree with you. Houston, Houston was just better than Arizona. That was an awful matchup. But Arizona got, Arizona got outplayed against TCU. They should have lost that game. Arizona played like crap against Wright State in the first round, and it had to have, you know, a big second half to win that and then quite frankly they got pushed around by an ivy league school so you got basically seven out of eight halves in the ncaa tournament where you look really soft
1: shoe not yeah Uh, no i'll I'll try to uh, that'll be a resolution i'll try to be more physical in 2024 uh no i and and that's there's there's no excuse for that and it's absolutely correct uh and, and and so if you know if that becomes a pattern further along, obviously there's reason for concern. I think we're in once bitten, twice shy mode right now, uh, and and we're hedging this a little bit. And you know, I I get where the fans are coming from because they they look at. You know, the frustrating performance against Florida Atlantic and certainly today's abomination and and see it as Arizona is maybe an exposed team that isn't going to be able to make the adjustments and and a much unfavorable seed in the tournament is going to take advantage of them and they're going to lay an egg again. Hey, if it's happened before you, I, I, I get the feeling I just think this isn't a different Arizona team and it's a different Arizona team from the basis of simple practicality. They have more talent. Right. When you have more talent, ultimately you can do more things, and I think Arizona has an ability that that is the envy of a lot of other programs in the country right now. Simply because there are options that they can ultimately go to, and hopefully, from a wildcat perspective, in the uh, weeks and months ahead, uh, things pick up and move in a positive direction, and they're able to uh, correct some of the issues that uh, teams like Purdue and uh, Stanford today were able to exploit, and if they aren't. Then the fans are rightfully concerned because Arizona's going to have a short tournament run. All right, I'm going to make for uh, Angel C,
0: the Great Angel C. You're you're I uh you're very right about things, but you're wrong. If Arizona was in the Big 10, they'd still win 30 games. The Big 10 is awful. The Big 10 stinks. We're seeing that in football, we're going to see that again in basketball. <laughs> and to that Purdue fan in here, <laughs> But anyway, sorry. Um, anyways, back to uh, um,
1: back to uh, uh, Arizona. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, Mike. Uh, one I'd like to go back just out, just out of curiosity. Over the last ten years of NCAA tournament champions and or teams that made deep runs into the final four, and my guess is that nine out of those ten teams had bad losses in the regular season. A-, a thousand percent. Look at Absolutely. this.
0: And this is to you, Bear 520 down. You know you're my guy. And I'm saying this respectfully. Yukon lost six of eight last year during the regular season. Yukon right now is one of the top, what, top five teams in the country this year? They got blown out by Seton Hall. That's a you know, it it it, it happens. Now, I think what is going to be disconcerting is, is if this continues. If Arizona comes and lays an egg, I think who do who do we have this coming week? Uh it's Colorado, Utah, I think.
1: All right. Well, uh I mean, they're, they're, they're decent teams, but both are coming into McHale and Arizona should win. And I expect Arizona to play better, but you've got two teams that run good stuff. And if they run it well, and Arizona isn't prepared for it, then, you know, there's reason to, you know, try to figure out what it is you need to fix and go about getting it done. All right, now a good
0: friend of mine said that he thought Arizona was going to go undefeated during the regular season. This, yeah, uh,
1: I want to talk to you about that Mike Luke. I, I I wanted to mention I was really annoyed with how, you know, when you go into your hyperbole. I was really disappointed when you were constantly talking about how Arizona was going to go undefeated. Man, this day. Mike Luke guy is an idiot. <laughs> You're right? Up. Brad, can
0: you believe that this guy, somebody that was on this show, may or may not be one of the two people in the top predicted Arizona go undefeated? Knowing us the way you do, are you surprised by that lunacy?
2: I'm surprised. I'm not surprised with I'm surprised that was said. I'm not surprised of the two who said it. Um, that being said, I actually thought there was a realistic possibility Arizona could be the first team to run the. I didn't so you take the happen. blame as well. <laughs> um, and the fact is of the losses I saw, and I figured there might be a bad loss somewhere for Arizona. Didn't think it was going to be at Stanford. Um, I thought it might be, you know, I don't know, somewhere else on the road on one of those, you know, where you, where you, you've just battled the, they, they didn't battle the night, the, the game before. Um, but I really thought Arizona, and I still think there's a chance Arizona runs away with this conference because although, you know, again, today is an awful loss. It's a, it's a D minus loss. I mean, it's bad, um, but this team's still really good. How good? I don't know. And the Pac 12s awful. You, I thought USC was the second best. I think it's got run out of the gym last night. You know by who's
0: going to you know you know be a problem here when they get fully healthy? The two
2: mountain teams. They might well, be besides two that. Three. Oregon's pretty good.
0: Oregon's about to be a problem. Yeah, Oregon's I think good. They get Dante and Biddleback. back. They're undefeated yeah. right now. They're about to be an issue.
2: So. My point being is like yes, I understand why people are down. This is an awful loss. Not making excuses, but this team is still ten and three. They're a good basketball team who has the potential to be and has had played some great basketball this season. Um, just again, all of a sudden, Michigan State's winning some basketball games. So, um, th- I think most of the problems are fixable because you know what? They didn't get out toughed. They haven't gotten out tough this year. They, they just look lazy today. To be you know honest. what they need
0: though. Speaking of the toughness, they need Keyshawn Johnson to be to be what he was against Purdue, even though they lost against Michigan State. They need Keyshawn Johnson to be a real difference maker. They
2: need him to be, yeah. And good. they need someone, and I don't know who it is, to step up and be a vocal leader. Um, it's probably Caleb Love. And again, Love was, was really good. I mean, he didn't shoot great from the outside. He did everything else. He tried to defend. Um, So I think, again, I think there, things are fixable. Um, unlike maybe my Chiefs offense, which is going for another uh, field goal, up, looks like, in the red zone. And, uh, you know, so again, I don't see the doom and gloom yet. Uh, Should you be disappointed? Should you be pissed? Should you be upset? Yeah. Should you maybe find that panic button and shine it up? Yeah, maybe. But this also might just be a blip on the radar because, again, this isn't a pattern necessarily for this team. I know it's not like they drop three or four of these a year. Um, unfortunately they dropped one of these in the NCAA tournament last year. Um, but again, so I'm, I'm not, I'm not panicking, but, Yeah, there's some concerns and there's some things I wasn't worried about three weeks ago that I'm now worried about. All right, it's now time for the Desert Financial Credit
0: Union. Uh, Let me find this right here. All right, when you open up a free checking account online, uh, you can get $200 in bonuses. Get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200. Again, look to Desert Financial for checking and saving accounts, mortgages, loans, credit, you name it, they got it. It's a one-stop shop and they're good people. That's the most important thing. And John Schuster, you're a guy that's all is looking for new flooring in the
1: apartment this is yeah, correct absolutely Every, almost once a week do you have okay. any uh did you have any ideas for me um yes empire flooring oh thank you now listen they are again
0: talk about a one-stop shop they are basically here for everybody well uh uh let's see here um uh brian peabody just messaged me <laughs> that loser all right schedule <laughs> a, a free in-home estimate today all she listeners What's that? Yeah. No, I don't think it was about the flooring. Um, All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use promo code PHNX. Restrictions um apply. See empire today.com slash PHNX for details. If a Pima County Hall of Famer texts me during that read, not knowing what it is, that means that you guys should like it as well. All right. Going forward though, Arizona, um, we got to recalibrate there our our expectations here bruce pasco many many people mock and ridicule bruce pasco not me i look up to bruce pasco um bruce pasco said he thought there were going to be six regular season losses for the cats i mocked and ridiculed bruce pasco i scoffed at him it's six more probably about like it now at this point guys
1: yeah, I, th- I still think that's high. You still I think they run the table? I, uh, well, yeah, and, and go undefeated in conference play. <laughs> yes. uh, and so, you know, at the end of the year, magically, this one's going to be wiped away and Arizona will be fine. 16-2, <sighs> and 15-3 in league. Cool. Uh, but Do you I, see a I, lot of resemblances gonna... to the 97 team, John? <laughs> <laughs> so many. So, so many I, yeah. at every position. And I'm sure in one of these shows, when Arizona rolls through somebody by 42 points, we can break that down position by position from the, uh, uh, 97 team. But you know, Hey, give credit to Pasco in that regard. You're halfway through the season or even a le- less than that. He's on pace to uh, get the six Good. regular season losses. Right. One thing that maybe is frustrating out of this game. Uh, well, there are a bunch of things frustrating out of this, uh, cl- clearly, but, from a bigger picture standpoint, if Arizona does lose some other games along the way, a game like this may hurt their seating right. and may hurt their geography. Uh, so that those are things that can be uh, perhaps a little bit concerning because Arizona was on a very nice trajectory in terms of where it looked like they would be slotted in the NCAA tournament. And, you know, now that's taken a hit a bit. Yeah, that's uh, that is All
0: right, Jordan Moon makes a great point. Uh Keshaw Johnson's not somebody that's go I, I do I this is a good point. Um when he see it, when he gets the seal, they got to be able to get him the ball when he's in position. He they got to be able to get him the ball cuz he's not a guy that's going to be able to take the ball out on the perimeter nor is he somebody like uh I don't know, uh, a Ben Davis that can just is just going to back you down and score. He's got to be able to get the ball when he's presented right there uh William Bright-Allis.
2: No, absolutely. And I think I, and I'm I mean, not Brad one of these Allard. guys who want to drop a lot of plays for ball, but I'm not always sure they get ball of the ball in great positions. And when they do, they seem to do the clear out, and I'm not always sure that's the right decision. But I think, again, that goes down to, and again, I'm not worried offensively about this team for the most part. I would like to see Boswell shoot better. I'd like to see Kashad Johnson uh, put up some more points. I think the big concerns with this t- team right now is, is offense, because in the three losses, they got torched. Um, and while... You know, I, I know someone took offense at, at our uh description of uh the, the the two uh uh Purdue players, they were double their score combined Yes, score. yes, yes. We don't like any of that Big Ten
1: propaganda um here. You Brad. Know, the you may have said is, offense, but you meant defense, of course. Defense, right? yes. Yeah.
2: Arizona's defense is with offense again. There are tweaks, they could be a little better today. They weren't today they look disjointed on offense and still scored in the eighties. Um, So I think offense is not the problem. Defense is the problem. And again, it's that pick and roll. It is uh, and penetrating guards at times. Um, And unfortunately, that's two major offenses that team run. And there have been times they've been able to shut it down. Um, You know, they basically made, uh, what was it? Is it Filipowski, the one man show for Duke and, um, you know, forced uh, Alabama into a lot of bad uh, Three-point attempts, but in those three losses, the defense has has struggled, struggled to make stops late in games. Um, today, every time Arizona trimmed that lead down to to ten or eleven, Stanford spurted out with what six, eight in a row. These are concerns, and this is what this Did team needs. Did you just say they farted
0: the out six and eight in a row? Spurted.
2: Oh, spurted. I was like, wow, I really like that verbiage. Um, okay, now spurted, not farted, uh, which could, you know, depends. Depends which, if you ate too much of the Del Taco, maybe <laughs> you're spurting when you should be farting.
0: Speaking of which, does it bother you a
2: little bit that probably the best team in the AFC is led by uh, William Joe Fl- Flax Flacco? Uh, I'm sorry. Flacco's quarterbacking the, the uh The, the, Ravens the Baltimore again?
1: Ravens now? No, 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 oh, no.
2: Did you see what the Ravens did today? I, I, I don't have. Week. And I don't, last week. The Ravens are the, probably the best team in football, and that's including the Niners, who are really, really good. We will see um, come
0: playoff time, my friend, when you actually have to throw the
1: ball if you get by, down. By the way, that is a loaded division all of a sudden, too. Isn't it really? Yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh's up 10 at Seattle, uh, and 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 I think about to go 9-7, and seven, and uh, Cincinnati's in a dogfight with uh, at Kansas City right now. That, Mark my that words. That division's pretty good. No, no, I
2: think Cleveland's really good. They're just yeah. – Baltimore's the best team in the AFC.
0: All right, I'm. I'm just telling you guys. Uh, people doubt Joe Flacco at your own peril, my friends. All right, now we got the segment here, and these guys have been Joe Flacco deniers from day one. We do not like that. All right, now let's. Uh, hold on, I got to find the overlay here. You guys got to remember, I'm running this thing by myself, mm. so. <laughs> like I said, uh, put the thinking caps on. Oh, here it is. Nice. All right, here's the Desert Financial Credit Union by the numbers. 182. Basically, this is a pile of poo. Um uh 16 to 25 for uh, Stanford 7 of 26 uh points in the paint. Well, Arizona made okay. up for it there, not really. Uh, uh, Schuster, go ahead. Um did somebody
1: flip that line around? Yeah, I don't think those numbers are right actually. 25 assists. For Stanford. Now, yeah. I, again, all of that's correct. The point is that that looks like I an know. Arizona offensive line. Right. I mean, you, you know, it's the it's the cats who are supposed to be third in the country in assists uh, and and ball movement and doing all those sorts of things on offense. It looked like the two teams slipped uniforms today. Um, Arizona was running all over the place and it was a it, it was an absolute mess. Yeah, giving up 100 is, you know, is a is a team that has routinely what given up in the 60s. Right. In the 50s and 60s in some games. Yeah, this is just a, an embarrassment based on lethargy, laziness, and the other team getting into a rhythm that you just couldn't stop, and then you were just trying to chase points, and they made you look silly. Well, William, close off, is, close
2: it out right here, William. The crazy thing to me is we we piled on Boswell for 30 minutes or 40 minutes. He had half of Arizona's assists. So that's a problem when the rest of the team combines for five. Right. Um Again, The bigger problem was defense, because tonight was a defensive embarrassment. Arizona, despite being mediocre on offense, put up 82, because Stanford's bad. But Stanford offensively, and combined with Arizona's defensive lapses, which were 40 minutes of lapses, put up 100. And that's inexcusable, but I think for the most part, it's fixable. And we'll find out if this was... Um, a blip, a bump, a speed bump, uh, whatever, or if this is now a pattern, if Arizona's been figured out. And they'll probably find out this next weekend because these are two pretty good basketball teams, at least in Pac-12 standards, coming to McHale. All
0: right, everybody out there, we really appreciate you. You all have a very safe New Year's. I'm actually taking tomorrow off. We'll be back with you Tuesday, though, my friends, Tuesday. All right, everybody out there, still, it's still a, pre- a privilege to back the A even in situations like this. But for let me see here the uh I don't want to see, I'm gonna come up with something new off the top of my head um old the no 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 that would
2: no, be no. Ancient. I, old.
0: <laughs> for the centenarian uh, John Schuster for the uh <laughs> let's see here for the Centurion William Brad Ellis. I am merely Michael Luke you've been listening to the AZ wildcats post game
2: <laughs> we all like the mayor.